I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Well, Dustin Ross, you know, it's just been quiet on the waterfront, huh? Mmm, so quiet. Psych. Uh, it's been loud <laughs> as hell, the, the people talking. So let's start, first of all, by the epic shade of my mother, Mama Gloria. Who we know and love. Who we know and love. But yes. I really, it's so funny, because I know a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, Ebony just is so confident. I have to be confident with a mama like I got. <laughs> okay, what happened? <laughs> she be shading the shout at me, y'all, on a daily basis. So first of all... Um, I was watching Watch What Happens Live, mm-hmm. which, of course, we appeared on last night. You uh, looked which we great. Got, you, Did well, great. I'm glad that you think so. Yes. Because let me tell you what my mama said. Okay. <laughs> my mama said, uh, well, baby, she said, you look pretty because you are pretty. She said, but it's giving basic. She said, and I don't know why you didn't go to Louis Vuitton with Dustin. Oh, That's what she said. <laughs> she said, why you? Why did you turn left in the road? You should have kept going straight and went straight on to that, that Louis Vuitton with Dustin. Wait. Because she said, because he looked tonight. He looked like he was on TV. That's what Mama said. Mama G, thank you, Mama G. <laughs> we love you, Mama G. Emmy, you look beautiful. Thank you. Mama said Dustin looked like he was going on TV. <laughs> she said, bitch, where you was going? To try a case? I can't stand my mama. I love my mama, but damn, she be gut checking me every damn day. I love that green chic pantsuit that matched Bet on Black, which is the and good news. That was literally it, because I'm that corny. I'm mm-hmm. like, let me go ahead and coordinate with my book cover. I thought it was brilliant, <laughs> and it looked gorgeous, okay? Thank you. Shout out to Allison and Olivia, always hooking it up. But um, I want to know what that looked like from your, literally your vantage point, mm-hmm. because, you know, as the bartender, and it doesn't hurt that you are a nice, tall, handsome gentleman. So my you're love. able to literally look over and almost on the conversation. Of Absolutely. course, y'all were talking about the conversation between Miss Robin Dixon and Andy Cohen. You'll see more of it. Uh, they're going to cut it because we were there a good 45 minutes. Oh, man. They, they, people have no idea the intensity of that session. <laughs> They bought the lights down. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're going to uh, cut that up and y'all are, will see it at their reunion for Potomac in the coming weeks after the Super Bowl. But what did it look before I get to my take? And I, of course, I do have a take mm-hmm. that I will be sharing on the platform that I own. How about um, that? <laughs> what, what did it look like for you, Dustin? Well, it was great um, to watch you sit there and be in support of someone who you know, had questionable integrity in the moment, but you were there to support and lift your sister up. Mm-hmm. And that's what you that's did. What we do. Well, you didn't have to, but that's what you chose to do because you are a person um, of good moral character. And so you handled you, your baby. business as the consummate professional you are. And you, mm-hmm. the difference is you, you being inside of the clubhouse mm-hmm. is a totally different feel because it is supplemental to everything else that you have going on. So you're never thirsty in the clubhouse. You're there and, and seen with respect. Mm-hmm. And and handled appropriately, right? So it was two different chairs going on. And I was just trying not to make uh, conspiratorial glances with you. I didn't look at you. While we were on camera. We did shoot a couple. I wanted to clear my throat. Listen, there were a few times I had to... Yeah, <laughs> almost got a crook in my neck. I was because y'all Dustin was, I was like, like Ebony, do you hear this shit? But was, but you know, yeah. I was like, ooh, I wish I could get a refill. What? Um. So I do have some thoughts. Uh, oh, also, I really loved that you asked her very directly yeah. about why she doesn't like Doctor Wendy. I wanted to know that was a brilliant question. Straight straight shot. 
you did. We I think we got a little chaser with the answer, but yeah. Well, you know they edited out a section of that and what they aired last night. You remember she initially denied saying that she didn't like. Well, I I never. And then you were literally like, no, that's literally literally what you said. And then she copped to it. So, but it's all good though. Much love to Robin. She's going through enough. Congratulations to her on her nuptials. To her. Mm-hmm. And she did look really beautiful. I did watch the um, finale last night because uh, I knew they were going, you know, shit on us at the Grammys because they always do. Yeah. So I didn't even bother. Yeah. And uh, she looks beautiful. Okay. So here's a lot of people were surprised at my answer. I think Andy was surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy asked me during the Watch What Happens Live <laughs> interview. <laughs> it just goes to show you people don't listen to Holding Court enough because mm-hmm. if you listen to Holding Court, that answer would not have surprised you at all. At all, mm-hmm. I don't think you were surprised. Not at all. I expected it. Yeah, you knew when I he was asked you say. how you were going to feel about that. I was like, well, one plus one is two, so she's obviously <laughs> going to <laughs> understand. You know that part. So Andy wanted to know from me uh, who was sitting while he was interrogating Robin, and it was absolutely an interrogation. Mm-hmm. It was very much giving deposition. Yeah, it was very much giving you know yep. uh, interrogation. So. He wanted to know if I felt that Robin was wrong for mm-hmm. withholding information. He said, counselor, you know, um, this isn't this withholding information? Mm-hmm. Isn't this, you know, wrong? And I said, well, listen, Andrew, you know, I'm about the bag, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a businesswoman and I am all for anybody, but especially black women, mm-hmm. monetizing and closing that wealth gap. Yeah. Let me be very clear. And I'm very consistent on this yeah. point again. But let's go further. I'm going to now on the platform that I monetize and that we share profits in come on now okay now i'm gonna give the extra content that really is germane to this issue this Mm -hmm. issue of what to do about a reality star housewives in particular that also have podcasts now this is very common very i would say Almost a quarter of housewives have a podcast of some sort. Tamara, Judge, Tamara and um, Teddy, Teddy uh, Robin and Giselle, mm-hmm. uh, several, uh, mm-hmm. several housewives. I just can't think of all of them Bethany right now. Bethany Frankel. And obviously, Bethany, yes. Heather's had one, but you know, just, yeah. it's very common. Oh, Heather Dubrow. Mm-hmm. Heather Dubrow for sure. Yeah, she's had one of, yeah. uh, she was one of the OG housewives yeah. with a podcast. So, what do you do when you are simultaneously on? The reality show that mm-hmm. gave you the platform, but you are now also in the commercial enterprise. And that's what us podcasters are. These are commercial enterprises. Because otherwise, why? Otherwise, what's the what point? What are you doing there? Okay. But anyway. So you, we're there <clears throat> to make money and capitalize off of content. Yeah. So I'm actually going to text Andy after our show. But, you know, mm-hmm. again, being the businesswoman that I am, I have to put the content on the platform that's first. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we, we side chat, we sidebar after. It's actually time for Bravo's business affairs to amend their talent deal. Mm -hmm. And what they need to do is add a clause that's just like the Bethany clause came about after Bethany Frankel and Mm -hmm. the skinny girl of Mm -hmm. the billions of it all came about now. So I and every housewife since Bethany's blow up has a glow up rather has had to sign a clause that says that the network gets up to 10 percent after we make a million dollars on a commercial enterprise that is launched on the show. Mm -hmm. So now they need a podcast clause Mm -hmm. and what it needs to say dustin is that if you are going to participate in a podcast a commercial endeavor Mm -hmm. that centers conflict and story Mm -hmm. of your experience as a housewife Mm -hmm. then you either need to split the profits with the network or it needs to be prohibited. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, it, it would be a, a good example is like holding court would not be in conflict with this clause because our show does not center 
housewives. Right. Our show is not about housewives. Right. Even and we did record the season thirteen of Roni that I mm-hmm. appeared on. We never talked about housewives. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, that would be a perfect example of the type of podcast you can do. For sure. You know, simultaneous to being on a reality show. But if your podcast is more or less about mm-hmm. you as a housewife, you are reality, you giving feedback and commentary mm-hmm. on your fellow housewives, you're going to innately end up with a conflict of interest. Absolutely. There's an overlap there. There's an overlap there because I'm not going to sit up here and be mad at Robin because right now that does not exist. Mm-hmm. That clause does not exist that prohibits her or Giselle or Teddy or Tamara or um, Heather Debro from making money, mm-hmm. capitalizing, paywall or not, around your commentary and your experience as a housewife. That is permissible because it's not prohibited. And that's a, take that one to the church. And that's it. It's permissible, permissible because, it's not, because it's not prohibited. Honey, that's a tattoo. That's it. Um, and it applies to a lot of different areas of life. I think people also, I think it's also of note that you answered that question not as a viewer or a fan of the show. You answered that question as a businesswoman. So you don't have a personal stake Correct. in the goings on of the Real Housewives of Potomac that would have influenced your answer. Right. People expected you to answer that question based on what that they've seen of Robin this season and their feelings attached to her, her yeah. involvement with the story. It's and, always and, and facts over that. feelings for me, Dustin. But you weren't talking about the yeah. damn show. No. You answered the question about the business of podcasting. And and more of us need to be focused on business. Yeah. Period. You know, um, because again, what that that is only smart of Robin and Giselle and whoever else, Heather, Tamara. Tamara literally to me bought herself back to life on that. That's podcast. why she's back on the literally. Show. Yeah, literally. which was important to her. Yeah. So know? like you know, I I just think that's the difference. And um, I Robin also didn't just you know move the information to her podcast. She then took it from her podcast to their Patreon. Sure. And I think people were just like, okay. I get why, like you said, I do, I'm not so dense or naive that I don't understand the viewer frustration. Yeah. But y'all need to look at the business model. Everybody's not always talking about the damn show. Yeah. And and also the show at some point has got to make dollars and it's got to make sense. Her check from the show, we we know what it about mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. because there's a business model to mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I could more or less calculate around what she's bringing in mm-hmm. from that. But if she were to, because we were just talking about this um, after dinner in uh, D.C., after my mm-hmm. D.C. book event, uh, with several of our friends, uh, yes. Dr. David John yep. and Eugene Scott yep. and Richard Fowler. Anyways, we're having a great time. And we were talking about the business because they are businessmen mm-hmm. and they, we, you know, sure. game, under, understand game. Astute businessman. Astute businessman. Successful businessman. Yeah. So it's like at some point, no, maybe not today, Uh, you know, the podcast Reasonably Shady is making, you know, her housewife mm-hmm. check. Uh, but let's be clear. Mm-hmm. You build it right. Mm-hmm. You build it consistently. Mm-hmm. I know I made more money last year than I've ever made in my career mm-hmm. after being fired from housewives. Mm-hmm. Teddy will tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. So... I think people just need to understand at some point, if you don't own the platform, which you'll never own Housewives, it's a pre-existing brand. Right. You'll never own it. You'll never produce on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're nothing more than talent for hire. Mm-hmm. That's all any housewife is from Candy on down, mm-hmm. which is why you see Candy constantly creating new shows. So smart. So brilliant. Yes. Yep. And she can really eat on. Yeah. You know, but Teresa, Candy, even the highest pay housewives, which is who they are. Mm-hmm. They are talent for hire in that capacity. So why would Robert or anybody else put all of your eggs in that particular basket mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to build something to profit on in a more su- 
significant and perpetual way. Mm-hmm. We're talking about perpetual income. I agree. I think the problem here, if we really want to break it down, and then I know we, we have we have things to we talk about. We do have about, a docket, right? but yeah. But this was worth, to me, this is a legal lesson too. Like For I said, sure. Bravo and, 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 and Carlos King, if you're listening, which mm-hmm. you know you should be. Hey, Carlos. Hey, Carlos. <laughs> this is something that you need to add to your clauses as mm-hmm. well for, for your sure. franchise. Yes. You know, for Love and Marriage DC mm-hmm. and Bell Collective. Because those, this is a situation, y'all, where technology is catching up with the law. Mm-hmm. And now the law needs to catch up with technology. Mm-hmm. So podcasting is still a relatively new sport for these reality TV mm-hmm. stars. And they are light bulb going on. Ding. Opportunity to further capitalize because I'm going to be limited in my profits as a talent. So you cannot be mad at them for that. You can't. Now, Bra- Andy, Bravo, Carlos, King, uh, Kingdom. Kingdom Rain. Kingdom Rain. Yeah. Uh, and, and the like need to get with their business affairs mm-hmm. and put in the podcast clause. If you intend to create a podcast off of the heels of your platform and, and, and visibility on this franchise, either we need to eat on it and or it needs to be prohibited unless your podcast centers non-related content that's what i love most about your suggestion you know and your your brilliant business idea that you've yeah and they really need to i need to go ahead and invoice both the motherfuckers for that. absolutely yeah. because it's a game changer number one absolutely and what i love most about the way that it'll change the game is it'll thin out the, the herd and thin out the noise right absolutely. you know i already feel like the podcasting space is I, if you if you are a part of a reality show on a level that the housewives, the real housewives are, sure. your podcast should have absolutely nothing to do with your personal life or I your agree. experience on the show. And it forces those p- people who want to be on a podcast to now have to produce a content, real show. Con- content decide. that's not double dipping. Because mm-hmm. essentially what's happening now is folks is double dipping. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, Rob, Robin's double dipping, mm-hmm. you know, because you're using the same story your same experience mm-hmm. on the reality show as on the podcast but I, again until it's prohibited Why, until it's, it's permissible until they say you can't so you yeah. can so it's time for now the onus is on the production the powers and, and the powers that be to go ahead and establish that podcast clause in these talent deals i totally get it and i love the idea yeah I'll i'm ready for over. everybody to shut the fuck up yep <laughs> <laughs> or or just work and work harder like you say, work harder. I think I think everybody should have a podcast, a web series, remember all now? of the above. all the things, write yep. the books, yep. um, get, put out some pamphlets, yep. magazines, all whatever you want to do. But go ahead and be content rich enough mm-hmm. to have something else to say on your various mm-hmm. platforms. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you don't have enough content to spread it out, mm-hmm. you end up double dipping and it dilutes. There you go. The potency of what of the content. Yeah, that's there it. you go. That's yep. it. Done and done. All right, so. Legal docket today. I want to start with this uh, Florida high school students that are suing mm-hmm. uh, your boy, not mine. <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida with his dumb ass after he has uh, ceremoniously rejected the new advanced placement African-American studies course. Mm-hmm. So now if you're keeping track, uh, Ron DeSantis has not only banned African-American studies from high school, he's gone further as I addressed his ass on the view mm-hmm. to also banning African-American studies at the higher education level. So mm-hmm. the collegiate level as well. So we want to talk about that lawsuit. Then we're going to get into the DOJ is investigating uh, the Memphis police department, of course, and after the tragic and brutal killing uh, that we had to witness, if you chose to watch that of Tyree Nichols, mm-hmm. a 29 year old uh, young, beautiful brother, father, 
Yeah. Uh, Tyree Nichols, uh, who was late to rest last week. So now you've got the federal oversight coming in. We talked, we opened this show, y'all. If you do not remember, go back to episode one, day one of holding court. We opened that with the DOJ investigation of Breonna Taylor. Absolutely. This is very important. That simultaneous. What I love now, Dustin, is we're seeing simultaneous. Mm-hmm. We're seeing two things happening. It used to be state mostly bullshit around for a couple of years and then the federal. Now we're seeing two things happening at once. Yeah. Which is much more efficient for the families and for justice. Wonderful. Great. So we'll talk about that. And then lastly, I love this story. Now, this is some good news about being black in America today. <laughs> if you okay. haven't picked up your copy of Bet on Black, you need to do so immediately. Let me shout out to Ashley Hobbs. I know Ashley Hobbs so well that when she was so kind to post the book for our debut day, pub day, she put a link. Now, for a lot of people, because the biggest, you know, p- bookseller in the world is Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's easy, you mm-hmm. know. I knew not to put that shit on Ashley's page. I found, I went and found a black bookseller quick as hell. Yeah, because Ashley wasn't it. having it. She would have uh-huh. just swiped my ass. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I went and uh, I think I did Uncle Bubby's. <laughs> Shout out to black booksellers across the world. Yes. Uh, but we want to talk about this black woman, Dustin, who has been awarded a million cold, hard cash dollars. That's right. After she was discriminated against in an Oregon gas station. And the reason I wanted to do the story is not just because she she's getting her million, but, but that's great too. It's because... In her process, they tried to settle with her for some chump change. And this is this happens all the time. Actually, put a pin in that I want to circle. When we talk about this, remind yeah. me, because, you know, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> well, how am my old ass going? <laughs> right. I'm going to forget first. Yeah. Right. And then I would say, Ashley, but she, her ass yeah. getting old, too. So well, we damn. Old, 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 old. Vintage. That's us. There you Vintage. go. Um, <laughs> remind me, though, Dustin, I want to circle back to what we talked about on Watch What Happens Live, mm-hmm. Ray the Jen Shaw sentence. Oh, yes. Okay. Because there's, I am not here for rewarding people for going their full legal process at all. So I'm not into no early cash settlements and I'm not into no early plea deals. That just just because I might get a little less time. No. The process needs to play out. Due process. Due, due process. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on due. Due. All right, so let's start with dumb, dumb down in Florida. That would be Ronald DeSantis. I don't even know if his name is Ronald. I just made that up. Well, whatever. It's Toucan Sam looking ass. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so tired of him. Oh, my God. And he's so, speaking of thirsty, that's mm-hmm. who's really thirsty. Because, and I said this uh, during my appearance on The View, their conservative host, Alyssa, she was made, made the point that I agree with. I was shocked that he actually came out of his mouth and said this, Dustin, because we know Trump is running. We know DeSantis. I, I can tell you amongst my super conservative Republican friends, mm-hmm. black, white, and other, mm-hmm. they're very excited about Ron DeSantis' child mm-hmm. because he looks less crazy. Mm-hmm. Same policies as Trump. In fact, worse. Worse. Because mm-hmm. he's a little more sophisticated mm-hmm. in his restrictive policies. Mm-hmm. But they're very excited because he got the little pretty wife and, and it looks a little more like like normal. Yeah. So I was, you know, I got nervous because I'm like, oh, shit. That's the kind of person that we could fall for the okie doke for, meaning America. Mm-hmm. And then find out after the fact. When it's literally too late. When it's actually too late. When he's already in the Oval and we already got a nine-person conservative mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Like, you know, when it, go, when it goes all the way left. Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy he told on himself. Mm-hmm. You know, by coming out and publicly, uh, unapologetically, not even veiling your racism and anti-blackness yeah. with this with these two moves. I want to be clear, y'all. Keep track. He's banned African-American studies at the high school level and now also at the collegiate level. So I went ahead and said something 
to the governor on The View. Let's let's listen to that audio. Governor DeSantis, hi there. Ebony K. Williams here. I take great exception to your characterization that a degree in black studies is something other than academic. I actually hold a degree in black studies from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Also hold a law degree, an honorary doctorate. How much time do we have? Um, and I assure you, I am wholly qualified and academically elite. So I would encourage you to revisit your thinking on that one. Okay, so... I was very clear. I thought it was very important. You know, God makes no mistakes Mm -hmm. and everything is about timing. I went on The View that day, Dustin, as you know, to promote my book. Mm -hmm. Bet on Black. The The Good good News. news. (laughs) (laughs) About being black in America today. And we did do that and and they gave the book away to the audience. It was Mm -hmm. all lovely. But it just so happened that on that day I was at that table. Mm -hmm. And because I actually hold a degree. Talk about in black studies. Mm -hmm. And I was saying this to my best friend uh, who came to the book party, Christina Jackson. Yes. Hi, Christina. Such a pretty, lovely lady. There is no degree that I could have obtained at the undergraduate level, Dustin Ross, that would have better prepared me for the work that I do in this world Mm -hmm. than a black. I could have studied political science. Mm -hmm. I could have studied broader American history. Mm -hmm. I could have studied English. All great degrees. Yes. But none of them would have given me the lens, Mm -hmm. the academic and the cultural competency that I am able to bring to my work as an attorney, as a journalist, and as a known person. Yeah. That was a little shady. No. Mm -hmm. You got that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. It's so so good to be known. It's wonderful to be known other than lesser known or formerly known as. Okay. How about okay, right. that? Right, I'm gonna get straight back to we it. We can pad that word, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it. I love it. You were right there with me. So I, I was so happy to be able to inform the governor, mm-hmm. and really, and <laughs> people, people, so some people, so simple. God bless them. Ebony, he doesn't care. Y'all really think I was talking to Ron DeSantis? Fool! Come on, come on! I'm talking to the global audience that the View has, right? And letting them know this is what a Black Studies degree looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I miss me with it ha- It lacks academic value. Mm-hmm. Miss me with it doesn't have financial opportunities because I'm paid. <laughs> how about pretty and paid? And, <laughs> and powerful. <laughs> I would like to be, I would like an explanation Please. or a deeper dive into what the hell they mean by it lacks educational value. Oh, I can give you very, very plainly. Mm-hmm. They mean it is illegitimate to formalize the study of blackness. That's what they mean. You got me completely fucked up. That's it. DeSantis <laughs> and the people that are that believe Absolutely. the same way that he does. And I want to address the queer theory part because mm-hmm. it was a lot of black folks. Mm-hmm. Our people. Of course, you know that's you know that always well, comes. It's gonna come, but 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 I have something to say to them. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of dumbass white people was in the comments talking about the black clergy said, I don't give a damn what the black clergy said. Mm-hmm. They really need to keep their hands off the children. So anyway, <laughs> the bad news about being black. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the sad, okay. the sad, bad, okay, awful news. Horrible. Anyway. So for all of all of those people in the comments, Dustin, that want to justify mm-hmm. DeSantis's anti-blackness under the umbrella, he not talking about blackness. He talking about queer theory. Let me tell you this: if you're talking to me about african-american and black studies and you're not talking to me about james baldwin Mm -hmm. keep it Mm -hmm. if you're talking to me about black academia and you're not centering bayard rustin how about that i don't want it Mm -hmm. 
If you have the audacity, Dustin Ross, to form your lips to say anything about civil rights and black literature at mm-hmm. the highest form, and it doesn't center Langston Hughes. How about it? How about it? Miss it. Yep. Keep it. Mm-hmm. If you're not talking about the great genius of the international humanitarian that is Josephine Baker, you actually don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So is that clear? Very clear. They're, you know, they always love to make that false equivalency that the, the, the same erasure that their black asses are trying to do to these uh, very important parts of queer history and black and history. And black history. Their, black history. That they're, part. They're in. Um, that's the same way they're trying to erase your black history, my love. And dumb, if you dumb, don't see that. Dumb, dumb. Eat you up. you deserve up. it. That's it. How about that? You know, everybody couldn't go with Harriet. <laughs> Because I would have left some of. Well, you know, I got I've actually commissioned a piece that I need to hang uh, is Harriet and her gun. How about it? Yes, Ebony. And some people need to put it right, right by let the me, front. Let me just, of, put it outside. Put it on your front door. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that, that's it. Welcome. Just welcome so to, you know. And, welcome. And, and, act, and then get a doormat that says, act like you know. And you better act okay? like it. How about that? You're going to be outside. Okay. So that's it. Just to kind of go over the nuts and bolts of the lawsuits, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Three students are going to serve as the face of this particular mm-hmm. suit. They are going to be the lead plaintiffs. Brother Benjamin Crump, shout out to my colleague and my mm-hmm. friend, Attorney Benjamin Crump, who will be representing them. America, Black America's attorney. He, yeah. he absolutely is general counsel. And he will be suing on the basis of, you know, it's a violation of civil rights, obviously. Yes. Uh, the college board has announced that they're going to revise this, which I really don't like, to mm-hmm. be honest, because it looks to, it looks like. Now, to be clear, when asked, college board says that they uh, will not confirm whether or not Florida's state ban on the course has played a role in it revising its curriculum. <laughs> but you are taking action after the fact. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. And they all. really believe that people are not going to do the critical thinking That's it. that it will take to understand this. Come on now. We know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and and and, and you really, you know, let's go back to Robin Dixon. One thing I respect about Robin's game, concede nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing, baby. When I tell you she was literally stumped. You're not going, you're not getting nothing. Nothing. A bunch of words. She was on nothing. her Little Wayne deposition That's shit. it. The new school master class, y'all. Didn't matter which way he came, nothing. And that's really what I want College Board to do here is concede nothing. Don't even negotiate with this terrorist Mm -hmm. known as DeSantis. Mm -hmm. He is executing terrorism, which is a form of white supremacy, Mm -hmm. on black America and Mm -hmm. the legitimacy of our America. And be clear, we are American. So I wouldn't even negotiate with his ass. But but that that is so far where they are. They are revising the curriculum. Uh, And I love this. There was a press conference in Tallahassee, Dustin, when they announced that the lawsuit is going to take place. And one of their state reps, uh, Miss Fentrice Driscoll. Yes. uh, I don't think we need to say it, but she is a black woman. I don't know what other kind of woman (laughs) going to be named Fentrice. baby. (laughs) Fentrice. Okay. Good and black and grown. I'm with it. Because I loved what she had to say. Absolutely. Representative Fentrice said this. By rejecting the African-American history pilot program, Ron DeSantis has clearly Mm -hmm. demonstrated that he wants to dictate whose history does and doesn't belong. He wants to say that I do not belong. He wants to say that you don't belong and whose story does and doesn't get to count. But we are here to tell him we are America. Mm -hmm. And actually, I want to say this. I'm plugging the book, but I'm also connecting the dots. 
I felt so inspired to talk about this issue of black identity not being in conflict, Dustin, but being paramount to our American identity. Because I used to struggle with it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. For many years until into my mid-30s, I, I used to cringe when I saw a flag, American mm-hmm. flag. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just felt like when you were, st- the term patriot mm-hmm. even used to trigger me. Like, what the fuck you mean you yep. a patriot? You trying to go back to the... To the rebel days, right? What do, what you mean? I'm about to shoot me with a musket. That's it. With the with the uh, yeah, dead, yeah. What's his name? The, uh, uh, what's his the the um guy the, the, the hat? The, 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 what's the musket, boy, the, little fur hat? Yes. Daddy. Why is it Come on, Ashley. my tongue? Going back to the American Revolution with us, Davy you know Crockett. Davy Crockett. There you go. That's yeah, Davy Crockett. <laughs> so anyway, we so old. Yeah. Anyway. I used to struggle with that, Dustin. Mm-hmm. And nobody. So I, I put a whole chapter in the book. Chapter mm-hmm. five of my new book, Bet on Black, is called entitled. Because we are entitled to our homeland, which is America. I open it with this quote. It is of particular sensation, this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others, of measuring one's soul by the tape of a world that looks on in amused contempt and pity. One ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings. Two warring ideas in one dark body whose dogged strength alone, dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder. That, of course, is the great brother W.B. Du Bois from his brilliant work, The Soul of Black Folk. And that's the exact type of work, The yeah. Soul of Black Folk, that DeSantis is preventing our children. And it's important for white kids to read this stuff, too, and Latino yeah. kids and um, uh, Asian Very kids. Very important. Because that's the part Critically of the problem. Important. Critically yeah. it's as important as anything for them to understand this is who you're talking about when you're talking mm-hmm. about black people in America, not that bullshit you see on TV. Yes, ma'am. So, so that's that. So we'll follow that lawsuit, y'all. I expect Benjamin Crump and his team to be successful in that lawsuit. This is a flagrant violation of uh, the Civil Rights Act of 68 and then some. And uh, I look forward to victory. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love my black studies degree. Please. All right. Moving on, uh, we've all been collectively mourning as a nation and as a black community, the, the tragic killing of Brother Tyree Nichols, just 29 years old, literally beat to death at the hands of five black police officers. And we have to say they're black police officers because in this context, it, it does matter. And I want to say this because we have not talked about Tyree Nichols on this show just due to our scheduling. So before I go further, as a black man in America... Seeing another black man in America, and I have to say another, being murdered like that at the hands of black men. How did it feel for you? It was painful to watch because it was a reminder of the way that I've been treated by black ass police officers before who were on a power trip. Um, And it was just on a human level. It was hard to watch. Very, very difficult to watch. Um, which is why there were so many warnings attached to the video before you watched and saw that footage. And it was just a, a, a very bristling reminder that it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes it's, it's about the crime. Mm. And we just had to eat this one on the chin this time, you know, and, and, and as move a black our people. black. Yeah, yeah. As black people, we had to yeah. because wrong is wrong. And they were, were fucking wrong for murdering him. Wrong as hell. And, and, you know, I have to say. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, people were acting like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's five black officers. I can't believe they're black. Get pulled over in Michigan. <laughs> Listen, get pu- well, come out the, the platform the wrong way on 125th. How about that? How about that? Because it happened to me this morning. 
And I'm a black woman. So that's another thing. This narrative that, that black women are somehow protected from it and lies. Ask Sandra Bland. Anyway, I do want to say this, y'all, this astonishment that some of us are having around the fact that these officers are black. Um, you haven't been paying attention. I'm gonna give you two examples. Number one, literally Ice Cube and them told us this mm-hmm. in F the police 30 years ago. Black police showing mm-hmm. out for the white cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We saw the example. He wrote it into, I guess, a singleton rather wrote it into Boys in the Hood. Yes. Yes, Ebony. And then if we go back further, one of my favorite ancestors, Jane Baldwin, wrote a whole essay. Basically, I'm paraphrasing Brother Baldwin. Let me tell you what he said. Baldwin said, listen, I, I really don't want you to call the cops on me. But if you have to call the cops on me, please call the white ones. Because the black ones will be so drunk with overcompensating for a white man bona fide that will never come that I actually stand a better chance of survival at the hands of white police than black. Wow. That's what Baldwin said. Back then. Back then. So that's 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 kind of my take on, on that. Uh, the legal here is important, as I said in the open. Now we've got the federal government coming in here, which is important to see. Um, only, <laughs> let's be clear, this is where voting matters. Because had this been a Trump administration, and you goddamn best believe if this was a DeSantis administration. What? Jeff Sessions them not even looking at this. Not They would never even, it wouldn't even be on their awareness. No, it would be a, a ceremoniously dismissed mm-hmm. from their radar. Mm-hmm. So this is where, you know, for everybody to say, bye, nice shit. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but this is where it's important to have a Merrick Garland appointed by this administration. There you go, Ebony. To lead this oversight. You yep, see what I'm saying? Yep. So all of y'all, he ain't doing shit for black. Oh, okay. Okay. Understand who's been put in what position. That's it. And again, this ain't even caping. No. This ain't capping. This is just pay attention. Yeah. All right. So the DOJ is looking at this, uh, Dustin, and the mayor of Memphis uh, has spoken out about it. Jerem Strickland, the mayor, announced in a city bulletin that the Department of Justice will be conducting a, quote, independent external review of the Memphis Police Department following, uh, they call it the death. We know it's at least a killing um, and soon to be called a murder, which is really what it is. That's what it was. That's what I watched. I mean, clearly. And that's why all five officers are charged with second degree murder on the in the killing. How you kill somebody with your bare hands you know not the shooting death not that any of that makes it any better not the stabbing death not even the tasing death Mm -hmm. you beat and kicked this man to death with your bare hands and bragged about it Mm -hmm. gloated about it that if that doesn't affect you then something is wrong with you yeah you need to check for a a a pulse 29 year old tyree nichols this is just a damn shame screaming for his mama I'm so tired of having to hear our black brothers and sisters screaming for their mamas. That broke me. Yeah. Because that just, that level of primal mm-hmm, instinct mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. tells you, you know, that, that thin line between life and death. Mm-hmm. And and clearly, you know, right there at it. We saw this with Eric Garner. Obviously, we, we heard it with Brother George Floyd. Yes. And now again, Tyree Nichols. Mayor said this, Dustin. I thought this was interesting. I, I, I don't really love this wording. But the mayor said that this review is being conducted to, quote, honor Tyree and help make sure this type of tragedy doesn't ha- happen again. I-, I don't know that it's honoring Tyree. I think a-, a better framing for me would have been 
uh, conducted in order to provide justice mm-hmm. to, to Tyree, Tyree and, his, and family. his family. Yeah, that's yeah. a totally different statement. Yeah, but you know, bitch, you ain't honoring got, me. We, we got to work on that. Uh, Mayor Strickland, holler at me. We got to work on your comms department. Your comms manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. let's work on your comms. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, Dustin. I'm just on one today. Who? Uh, <laughs> And I want to name these officers because oftentimes, you know, as, as we should, we need to focus on the names of the victim here, Tyree Nichols. But I want to I want to name these officers mm-hmm. to Darius Bean, to Darius mm-hmm. Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin, the third. I got a problem with that one, because like, when, when you say Emmett, it makes me think of Emmett, Emmett Till. Till. And how dare you? Yeah. Disrespectful. Desmond Mills, Jr., and Justin Smith, five black men, a part of the Scorpion unit of the Memphis Police Department. That unit has since been disbanded. And now all five of them are indicted on second degree murder. Now, let's talk about the white officer. Got to talk about him. Preston mm-hmm. Hip Hill. So white sounding. Mm-hmm. Went from Demetrius to Preston. Okay. Preston <laughs> was fired. You know, just, you know, noted. Preston was fired last week, y'all. Quote, this is what the department said. Departmentally charged and terminated for violations that include personal conduct, truthfulness, and violating rules regarding to a taser stun device. That's from the police department there. Now, I want to make this distinction. Preston Hemphill, the white officer, has not been criminally charged. I don't think he will be if I'm just looking into my legal crystal ball, Dustin. They're going to say... It's because he was at the scene of the traffic stop. And let's remember, Brother Tyree was originally pulled for so-called reckless driving. But even the police department won't co-sign that. The only people saying that is Demetrius and him. So like press, it matters. Right. <laughs> but, 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 you know, but, you know, I, 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 it doesn't matter in terms of his killing. You're absolutely right, Dustin. It only matters in this regard. It further illegitimizes any use of force at all. There you go, Ebony. You know, this is not, oh, we're getting him for, you know, $30,000 worth of cocaine and he's running away. He's got guns in the car. There is no threat to you, officer. Like, not even an arguable one. Reckless driving? What's that, a citation? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and again, even the police department won't even co-sign that allegation. So right now, Hip Hill's lawyer is saying that he was at the scene of the traffic stop, uh, but he was never at the Next scene, the the scene of the actual killing. That's what his lawyer is saying, uh, where Nichols was seen on video being punched and struck with the baton and otherwise being um, killed. Mm-hmm. That that investigation remains open. Um, again, just based off of what I've seen thus far, Dustin, I don't think the community should hold its breath for the white officer uh, to be charged criminally. But at, but at, at the very least, as well, he should be. He has been fired uh, and will no longer be a part of that. Just... Disgusting. And I mean, again, shit, if, if I'm Preston, I'm going to say y'all Negroes got it. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't even need to go to the, the, the next part of the scene because y'all showing out for the white cop anyway. So go do my work. That's it. Go do the work of the oppressor better than the oppressor and keep yeah. his hands clean. Yeah. That's what y'all did. Yeah. Ooh. On now to some good news. Thank you. Thank I just, you. I, I, I know have that's nothing a else for that. Me neither. We ain't going to even, we're not even going to further traumatize ourselves, Dustin. No more vicarious trauma. We're going to get to some good news. Yes. 
I'm very happy for this black woman. Uh, <laughs> this is a black woman in Oregon, uh, and she, at which I mean, it must be five of them. Uh, I'm just... One of them is Fran. Shout out to Fran. Hey, Fran. Hey, hey. Fran. Okay. Uh, I didn't know Fran was from Oregon. Well, she's she's not from Oregon, but you know she moved to Portland. She oh, lives in Portland during now. the uh, pandemic. Yeah, great. Yep. Shout out to out there I, hiking under waterfalls. That's and she it. Living, living that her good, best life, breathing that clean air. Sending me pictures of butterflies on her or her flower bushes and all. Listen, <laughs> Fran is doing her best. Listen, her best big one. I love out that. In Portland. Yeah. Shout out to Portland. Um, and so and shout out to Fran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this black woman in Oregon, y'all, has been awarded a million dollars from a jury case. That's an important distinction after facing racist discrimination at something called the Jackson Food Store gas station. So, you know, your local mom and pop gas station Mm -hmm. where an attendant there told her flat out, I don't serve black people. (laughs) A mess. So Miss Rose, that's Mm -hmm. that's her name from that now going forward in this story. Mm Miss Rose Wakefield said we're going to take it to trial. Yeah. Um, And so after her lawyer reported that Jackson Food Stores tried to settle this case pre-trial, for just twelve thousand dollars, <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing. Twelve thousand dollars. What Miss Rose gonna do with twelve thousand dollars? You done told this black woman to her face, I don't serve blacks. So Miss Rose said, "Don't oh, you don't serve black people? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We gonna take it to trial." Mm-hmm. There was a four day long trial, which I have to tell you, by 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 trial practice standards, that's a pretty lengthy trial. Miss mm-hmm. Rose said, "I got my witnesses, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are gonna make this make sense. And we are gonna make this make sense today. How about that? And it ain't gonna make no sense for no twelve thousand dollars. Not either. at all. Not according to me. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. So apparently, the statement is that the attendant and he got he had the nerve to be named Nigel." Nigel Powers, 23 years old, 23. young and dumb, young and dumb, 23. and arrogant, uh, and back in March 2020, said to Miss Rose, I'll get to you when I feel like it. Uh, then you can see on surveillance, Dustin, Miss Rose said, oh, not today. You ain't talking to me like that. She she went in the store, um, waited patiently, and eventually that's when he went further and told Miss Rose, I don't serve black people, and then laughed in her face. Well, now Miss Rose laughing all the way to the bank, baby, mm-hmm. because this jury said that this was absolutely wrong. Miss uh, Miss Rose deserved it, and they gave her a million dollars. And important to note in that judgment, over half of it, five hundred and fifty thousand dollars of it, was for the punitive damage. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, this jury told Miss Rose they were wrong, four hundred and fifty thousand, and we're sorry. Yeah. So let's pad it. Let's pad it. With that extra I love a good punitive damage. Me too. I love punitive damages. Add them on. Add them on. Um, Make me feel better about it. That's it. And so Ms. Rose said this after the verdict, Dustin. She said, it was humiliating. Mm -hmm. I felt like a slave without chains. Mm -hmm. Mm. The bottom line is I can't take my skin off and lay it down on the couch. I'm going to be who I am. Well, shout out to Miss Rose for being on not just the Oregon Trail, but the Oregon Money Trail. Come God on. damn it. Okay. Let's do she got it. the Money Trail, Ms. baby. Rose Come in the on, Miss like, Okay. Miss Longstem Rose. Okay. Cash me <laughs> yeah, out. Okay. I love it. And and I love her statement too, because it reminds me of something I had to tell um a former cast member on, on Rony 13 mm-hmm. when this white woman looked in my face and said, I don't want to talk about race, color, or creed, okay? <laughs> and I said, and I said, okay. I said, um, do you have a coat closet? Because we were in her condo. I said, do you have a coat closet? She's like, yeah, why? I said, because well, I'm going to go ahead and take off my black coat <laughs> of skin and hang it up. And then when we finish our cocktails, then I'll put it back uh-huh. on. And me and Carrie James going to go in and go home. The fuck you talking about? that's how ridiculous what you just said sounds. The fuck you mean you don't want to talk about race, color, or creed? Ma'am, if you don't go on. 
Um, so shout out to Miss Rose. I am very happy for this black woman. Yes. All of her. Get money, Rose. I love it. Get money. Cash them out. That's right. And that's I do want to end with that. That's what she said. She said at first, she, you know, it was just so horrible. We and listen, who among us Mm -hmm. hasn't had a day at the CVS, Mm -hmm. the Rite Aid, the gas station, Circle K, Mm -hmm. where some fuck shit happens. And normally, what do we all do? And I've, I, I do it all the time, too. Me, too. Cuss they ass the fuck out. Cuss they ass out. <laughs> let them know. And then just keep it moving. And can't just, just go and on just about your it, day. Keep it moving. Because that is part of the work of racism, y'all. And somebody brilliantly writes about this. I think it's Sonia Sanchez or somebody. That part of the work of racism and black uh, anti-blackness and white supremacy is to distract us. Mm-hmm. Is to keep us so busy fighting the racism all day that we don't get to do the other productive things of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess Miss Rose said, I got time today. Yes, she did. <laughs> she literally did. She said, uh, you know, I originally was just going to, you know, telling my friends the story and just basically eat it and, you know, go on. And something told her, nah, not this time. Not this time. She said um, she realized that she needed to do something about it. And I'm glad that she did because somebody said, Dustin Ross, that you're supposed to turn your pain into purpose. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to turn it into profit. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Miss Rose did. And I am not mad at her. Good for Miss Rose. She had the spirit of Cardi B. Like, not this time, goddamn. That's it. it. I'm a, we're going through with this. I'm gonna yeah. see this thing through. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Miss Rose. Yep. Yeah. And that was the other point I wanted to make about Jen Shaw. You brought me right to it, Justin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, this notion of undermining your own legal well-being mm-hmm. for the sake of other people's expediency, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what a hurry up and settle for $12,000 move is, or as Andy asked me about in the clubhouse, hurry up and plea down yeah, so that you might get a lighter sentence. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it at all. In fact, um, one of my public defender friends was talking about this on TikTok the other day. They have a name for it, Dustin. Mm-hmm. At least we do as defense lawyers. We call it the trial tax. The trial tax. Right. Where prosecutors or even sometimes, unfortunately, judges will threaten you with the possibility or even actually follow through on the threat of sentencing, sentencing you a longer prison sentence or otherwise giving you harsher consequences Mm -hmm. just for going to trial. Yeah. Which is basically, so that's why we call it a trial tax. Mm -hmm. You're being, uh, speaking of punitive, Mm -hmm. you're being penalized. You're being punished for exercising your due process, right? To a speedy trial in this nation. And that's part of the Constitution. That's crazy that they were doing that. Yeah. But that's, and that's why it was important for me to answer Andy like I did. Mm-hmm. Like, what we're not about to do is sit up here. And I know he didn't probably mean anything by it. He probably didn't even really think through it mm-hmm. fully. Well, this is where you being a legal expert comes into play. Yeah, exactly. You know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because what we're not about to do is sit up here and just encourage people to just be hurry up and pleading out mm-hmm. uh, when, without real consequences and thought behind that which is why i said once everybody folded on jen she looked at her options <laughs> it was like well damn i guess we gotta all right <laughs> yeah. well, fine it's very you know similar I mean? to gunner yeah yeah very similar to gunner that's how that looks but i'm not gonna just like robin said i'm not just gonna raise my hand <laughs> your honor take me no we're not doing that and i'm not advising my client to do that no we're gonna play this game the way it needs to be yeah played. mr or madam prosecutor get get your case ready that's what we do. That's that's half of my job as a defense lawyer, mm-hmm. Dustin, is to make you do your job. Mm-hmm. Nah, get your get your exhibits ready. Get your witnesses. Re- oh, you can't produce a witness after three years. Prosecutor in the Khalif Bauer truck case. Yeah. Dismiss that shit. And had you had you been honest 
about your inability to do your job one or two years sooner, Khalif might be alive today. See what I'm saying? It gets deep. It gets deep, y'all. So what what looks like jest, what looks like ha ha ha, and and I'm going to close with this. Y'all trifling as a motherfucker talking about we counting down the day, all these Bravo fan accounts, we counting down the days for Jen to turn herself in. Y'all ain't shit. No. Because regardless of what y'all think of Jen Shaw, I don't know Jen Shaw like that. You know, I only know her on social media and she's always been friendly. But regardless of that, this woman has admitted her guilt. She has said that I did what they said I did. And she's going to jail for six and a half years. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not cute. That's not funny. It's not fodder. It's not. It's nothing to throw a fucking part. I've mm-hmm. seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we throw we throwing a, a countdown party. That's where the fandom goes a little too far. Like, yeah, that's like you not... think this just is a story? Yeah, you think this is a, a storyline? And is she gonna be back next season? This woman is going to the federal penitentiary for six and a half years. Six and a half years where her boys will continue to grow into men. They might have families of their own when she comes out. Like, literally. Who knows what this means for her marriage. I don't know. I'm not, again, guilty, guilty, guilty. She says she's guilty. She needs to go to jail. Mm -hmm. But that's not nothing to laugh about or play with. And it's not providing any service to us. Not at all. So. And if you were a Salt Lake City fan, I would be nervous. Because the star is going to jail. That's it. Done. (laughs) Dunzo on that. Well, that sounds like it's a wrap to me yep. for this episode of Hold the Court. Bows, the bow's on the box now. Okay. <laughs> Tiffany Blue. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Matching the cover art for the show. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, listen, that's it for this episode of Holding Court, y'all. So listen, stay stay moisturized. It's cold out there in the D. Mm-hmm. It was so cold last week. Dang. My God. Couldn't feel my face. Just two days ago. Here yeah. in New York, it literally was nine degrees. And now it feels a tropical 52. Okay. <laughs> I wore a light jacket today. Listen, light jacket, light work. Uh, so you, seriously, though, y'all, stay bundled up. Uh, spring is on its way. Stay moisturized. Stay hydrated. And yeah. what you want the people to do, Dustin? Read your terms and conditions, please. All of them. Yes. Twice. And you know what else? Take that shit to trial. That's what take it to doing. trial. Yeah, take it to trial. I like it. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to Operations Lead, Sarah Yu. Business Development Lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag, And Marketing Lead, Samira Still. 